like I could definitely see the difference that this is a job that you love like because you know I don't see my mama (laughs) (laughs) she don't went in and came right back out a couple hours later you know um What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I hope you all are super excited that we have made it to the end of the week. Um, It's time to chill. It's time to relax. It's time to kick back and just, you know, do us. But, you know, I'm super excited for today. I'm so excited that you have tuned in to another episode of Kinsey's Conversations, the podcast. Uh, here where we are talking real, we're talking business, and we're definitely talking belief, those things that are centered around God. So yeah, I am your host, Kenzie Mallory, and I'm super excited. I know I'm, I'm already kicking off, and I know I'm already saying that, but y'all, today is the kickoff to our mini-series entitled She Is Me, where this just comes from a personal place. This comes from me just wanting to build community around myself to just learn and just be inspired by other women who are vested in ministry um, and entrepreneurship and mental health um, and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad and I hope that you all find this mini series fruitful and edifying. So, you know, with that being said, I want to go ahead. I want to go ahead and get into today's episode. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk to our co-host today. Alrighty, y'all. So thank you so much for tuning in again. And we are definitely super excited about our co-host today for which we're going to tackle some mental health awareness. So yeah, I have my co-host, Sonya Beasley, who is my lovely mother. So excited. She's so insightful. She's so real and raw. So I thought it was essential that I had her on. So I'm just going to let her introduce herself and give us a little backstory or insight as to, you know, who is Sonya Beasley and what do you do? Mm -hmm. Okay. Greetings, greetings, everyone. Glad that you could join us tonight. Um, of course, as, as uh, Kenzie stated, I am her mother. And um, again, my name is Sonia Perry. I work in the mental health field as a case manager, CPS, CPSP. And what that means, I'm a certified peer specialist for individuals with mental health. And I am also a certified parent specialist for family members, caregivers, and so on. Um, I've actually been doing this over, I want to say 13 years. I did it before they even actually had a name for what we do now, but, um, I do this every day. This is what I do. Um, I love it. Um, this particular job and and what I do, you have to have a love for it. It is not for everybody because you are dealing with so many things, so many sad stories, so many kids, um, emerging adults and what have you. So that is what I love to do. Um, that is my workforce ethics. Um, other than that, I'm a mother of three beautiful children, of course, (laughs) one, um, and I am, um, a woman of God. Um, I walk in the office of a prophetess 
and I just love people, and this is what I do. That, that, that's, that's the gist of it. Yes. So as y'all can see, my mother is very, she's knowledgeable. Okay. So this is legit. She's certified. So no worries here. So um, yeah, we got some great questions in store. So just starting out, mama, I just want you to break down a little bit. I have some questions like what exactly is in a sense, mental health and like, how would you explain that? What's, what's the awareness about that? Well, um, mental health, um, right. You know, mental health has been so taboo, um, in, in many families and I, you know, uh, and, and just to say, I want to say mainly in the black community, mental health has been such a taboo type of thing. Um, we were taught that, um, we, we didn't have a mental illness or anything like that. We were just, you know, demon possessed or something like that, you know, to that nature. But there is a such thing in mental health. There's a chemical imbalance in the brain that, that mental health comes from. It is not some, I mean, and some people are born with mental health. You just don't develop a mental health unless it's a situational type of thing, a schizophrenia where you're, you know, you, you, something tr may traumatize you to the point where it pushes you into, um, into uh, an era of silence and, you know, you start to hearing voices and things like that. But mental health is, anybody could have mental health uh, and, and, and probably one out of five of our family members have a mental health. Uh, maybe more than that, we just don't talk about it. And mental mm -hmm. health is depression. People think that depression is not mental health. That is considered a mental health. Depression is a mental health. Um, and, and our mental illness or mental disorder. I think you were saying how like depression can be um, mental health mm -hmm. um, and things like that. So let's see. Um, so what are some major signs of like a mental health off balance? Like, you know, with depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Like what are some major signs? Um, some major signs of mental health is... Um, when a person starts to isolate from normal activities, daily activities that they normally do, when they start to shut down, excuse me, when they start to shut down and not um, like in work, et cetera, uh, or when they start to sleep a lot, um, those are telltale signs right there. Or um, sometimes they will, the uh, depression also starts when a person um, they can be high or they can be low one day they can be very very high mm -hmm. happy 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 maybe and then another day or later on they could be there they could be at their very lowest um, um, normal activities are not the same um, and it starts to be very noticeable it starts to be very noticeable but the isolation is the very top thing and the like I said the uh, disengaging from activities that they normally do um and the sleeping is very a telltale telltale sign of uh depression okay that's interesting that that is interesting i can i mean i think like just growing up as far as like the whole stigma around mental health and like the the awareness of it like i do think especially with where we were i guess brought up mm -hmm. as 
you know, just some people I can, I don't know why I never really understood why, like, there was such a big thing about it. Like, you know, people thought that you were crazy because you were going to see a therapist or like you needed, you know, you wanted to go see a counselor. And that that was just the thing, like you had to be crazy in order to be seen about. So I just didn't understand, like, why can't we just want to talk to somebody? Like, why does it have to be that? Well, it's again, as you stated, the stigma, the stigma of mental health has been so over, over, you know, over whatever. It's just been it, the stigma of it has made people think that when you when you say mental health, um, that's crazy. I mean, the um, terminology that people use with uh, the lingo that people associate mental health with like oh you're the crazy or they're they you know they nuts they don't lost their mind and that's not all mental health is and um you know so the stigma is attached to that so when you hear somebody be like oh they got a mental health they'd be like oh mental health you know and all of a sudden this person becomes taboo or, or or they're talked to in a different way or they're seen in a different way or and they and, and you would be surprised how many ceos and people in higher rank you know, jobs who have mental illness of depression, um, uh, 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 bipolar or anything like that. But, but the stigma of what mental health is, is so attached to it until people are so scared to talk about it or so scared to claim it because they hate to be seen different. That's what mental illness, the stigma is people are seen different. Yes, I, I definitely agree. I do agree. Um, so just just speaking in in regards to like you know managing mental health and you know say if you're dealing with depression anxiety and things of these natures um like how how would a person in the workplace um because i always kind of like to tie in like you know workplace things like how people can just manage in their daily life so how would someone who deals with you know mental health off balance how would they manage that and how would you see them to manage that like in a workplace with a setting with people well i well ironically now most companies since we're going through this COVID, you know they are setting up uh particular things for mental health to be able to come they're they're actually adding that to um some of the health you know, some of your health insurance where you're able to seek counseling or what have you, or they're doing the small groups where, you know, you're able to talk about it. But with that being said, though, the companies that are not offering those, if you're in one of those companies where you are dealing with mental health and everything, uh, the first thing to do is to be open and honest about it. You know, I would always, I always suggest that you talk to your supervisor and you let them know that you are dealing with something like this and, um, you know, and, and see what they have to offer, you know, because now they're giving self-care days, they're giving mental health days and things like that, you know, and if it is something that you're dealing with, hypothetically, if you're in a company and you're sitting at your desk and you, ha- you suffer from anxiety and you start to have an anxiety attack, you know, that's the things that I teach coping skills, breathing skills to do when you're actually having an attack that no one would, you you could do it and no one would even know that you are, you know, actually using a coping skill to bring down your anxiety. You know, there are things, there are a lot of coping skills that are out there, but a lot of people don't know what coping skills are. They just, you know, they, they'll go hide and the anxiety gets worse. But 
you know, if utilizing coping skills can bring down a whole lot of anxiety in the workplace if you know how to utilize them and what the coping skills are. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with the coping skills. Like, you know, just because of, you know, the line of work that you have, you know, the path that you've taken, of course. So that sparked some interest in me. Then also me just being a researcher in general. So, you know, I've looked up some things like just with me, like I'm not to say that I'm just, you know, anxiety prone and things of this nature. But I will say just as a human being, I have dealt with things, you know, borderline depression, just feelings in general. So I've just kind of learned and, you know, just tried to use my resources just to find a way of, okay, if I'm feeling this way, if I'm feeling like super overwhelmed, like what I need to do, like, do I just need to step, take a step back go take a little walk, a little lap? Like if I'm in a workplace, mm-hmm. yeah, like take a little lap or something and then come back and like, oh, okay, I'm good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's... Uh... That's and that's also, you know, your coping skills and then you redirect your thinking, you know, redirect those thoughts, the thoughts that are coming in your head that are bringing that anxiety to you. You know, some you may say, um, oh, God, this is a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm having an anxiety attack. This is not going to be a good day. You redirect those thoughts. This is not a bad day. I'm going to be OK. I'm going to calm down. So you're redirecting your thought pattern. Yeah. So okay. redirect is always good. And you can do that quietly, you know, or write it out. I write out a lot of things, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling depressed, I write it out so I can see and redirect my, you know, my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I, 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 I guess I get that from you. Cause I'm like, I do, I write a lot. Like I got so many journals and just stuff that I just done wrote out. I, I write, I write everything. So I think that is a calming thing for me. So like when I get overwhelmed and like I'm thinking too much, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to write. And that's not to say that I do it all the time, but like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just going to write it out and just, you know, put it out there at least. Yeah. It's a thing called the, um, I utilize a skill called the tracker. Um, when you, you, you know, you track like today, if you're having that type of day, you track all week what kind of day that you have, and that means writing and journal, journal tracking. Then next week, next Monday, you go back and you look at what it was and you look at what today is, and you're tracking a pattern, if that makes sense. You're tracking it. Yeah. So that's where your redirection come in. If last week you were upset because coughing, you had anxiety and all of that, then this week you redirect and change it so that you can write something different and you can see a different approach in a different, you know, thing that's happening. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think that's a great take on that. I think that's a great route to go, especially like we're getting stuff out. Right. Um, so, but like, what is your, as far as like medicine and goes, we're talking about coping skills and things of that nature. So what is your stance on med- medicating the issue? Like what, what is your stance on taking medication as a, as a means to, um, you know, suppress? Yeah. I mean, I, I like the holistic approach to, but I also know that um, medication is necessary, not just medication. There are things that come with medication. You got your psychotherapy, you got your medication, you got your groups, you got your uh, 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 peer, peer support. So not just medication. Um, but I do agree that most cases, 
when they're severe, like schizophrenia and things like that, um, because of the voices and the voices or some of the uh, peers can become homicidal or suicidal. So medication is definitely needed in some of those cases. Um, some people can taste, take the holistic approach and it works for those, but there are some cases where I totally agree medication is necessary. It is necessary because some of the most of the medication with severe cases and more, you know, elevated um, mental illnesses, they need medication for the voices, for the um, the, the shakes, for the um, uh, um, all of the things that they deal with, you know, because without that medication, the symptom they become very, very, very symptomatic, and especially if they're experiencing psychosis, they definitely need the medication. Okay, definitely. I, I know, like, just, I guess, I used to, I used to be against, not necessarily against, but I didn't necessarily understand. So that was just a lack of my, my knowledge. Right. So I would just be like, oh, I, you know, that medicine, no, don't nobody need no medicine. They just need Jesus. That's it. That's, you know, but I'm now, you know, just learning and also, you know, just seeing how you interact with people in your your history and things of that nature i'm like yeah you know some people some you know sometimes like that medicine is what's going to help them not be a harm to themselves right. and not you know to other people as well to help them live a balanced life right okay so that's that was some good stuff that was some good stuff um so let's just ask some things about you so as far as like your um your mental health like how has your mental health been affected generally that can just be within your job or just generally well there you know it was it was funny when I started working in the mental health field I would for someone who worked in it the first thing to do is not be in denial of your own and for a long time I was in denial of my own not in front of my peers or where I was working but in front of people family and friends I didn't want anybody you know because I, I had it together you let me tell. Right. So I was very ashamed that I had a mental illness and that I had been in the hospital and I had um, medications and things like that. But, you know, after a while, when when you realize when I seen that I was getting better, then I'm like, OK, there, there shouldn't be any shame. You know, I'm not ashamed that um, that had some situations that took me to a level of, you know, a nervous breakdown where it made me suffer from mental and I, I therefore had mental health issues like depression um, and things like that. Um, the, my biggest thing was depression. Um, now that's why you have to be, you always should get more than one opinion because I was diagnosed young age with bipolarism and I, I don't think I've ever been bipolar. I've always been depressed, but mm -hmm. I just admitted it and I owned it. And I did seek help for it. Um, and the help I got, it helped, you know. And then it wasn't just the medicine. It was, you know, the, 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 the friends and people who were in this field. And when I started working in the field, I started, as I was teaching them, I was learning myself. So, you know, I was enjoying the groups and different things like that. And then I came into my own understanding, okay. You have depression, but you are not depression and you are not your diagnosis. You just deal with it. So that's what I had to come to grips with. I'm not my diagnosis. You know, I am, I have it, but 
it's not who I am. I could still, you know, with medication and uh, uh, therapy and all those things, I was still able to function. You, you're, you're not, you're not, it doesn't, because you have a mental illness does not mean that you're not able to function in society. And I had right. that. Right. That's good. That's good. That's some good stuff. Like, so in those experiences, like, how have you developed as a professional with, you know, having this experience? Um, my experience, I have a, a lived experience. A lived experience can take you a long way in the profession that I, that, you know, in the, in the work that I do because I can relate to, to the clients, you know, that I deal with because I understand what they're going through, you know, because I've been there somewhere or another, you know. So it, it 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 only elevated me, you know. It gave me it gave me that that top notch type of um, you know, in in my work field, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I'm good at what I do, and I I became good at that because of who I was and what I went through, and what I've seen people in my family go through, and now what I'm seeing these peers go through, I mean, and I learn every day something new, and I, you know, I research stuff, and I got in there and I learned stuff, and you know, to help myself as well. That my job has been so therapeutic for me. You know, that's been my um, that's been my recovery, my job. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, this has to be, of course, to deal with these things every day. And then also, you know, both sides of it. I was thinking that has to be like freeing for you in a sense. It's like taking a test and having the answers. Yeah. So that that leads me to our last question here. Like, so just to wrap everything up, you know, the, the theme, pretty much the theme of this podcast is we're talking business and belief. So I always like to tie God in there somewhere. So my last question is, how do you connect God to the career choice or the career path that you've taken? Well, I, you know, I always say, you know, God has put me, well, I want to say I put myself in a lot of jobs and I always say there's no job that I can't do it. Even, even if I have to fake it till I make it, but this is the job that God ordained for me because of who I am and because of the ministry that I have and because of the love that I have for the people. See, I'm a, I'm, I'm a double weapon because God put me there to pray for them. That's the first weapon. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. put me there with my empathy and and, 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 and and everything else that he gives me, I can pour back into them. Yes. Because we can reach him on a professional level. I can reach him on a professional level. But see, I have to go deeper sometime, you know, and, and, and pray for him and let them know that, you know, the different things. You know, and that's why I have that freedom to do that. And I just feel like God put me there for a reason. And in any person that I come in contact with, I know that I was supposed to come in contact with him because I know it was ordained by God, me as the woman that I am to go in there because a lot of people, you know, don't have the same compassion that I have because of who I am and the Mm -hmm. love that I have for God. Yeah, I can definitely tell that this, like, just like I told you, y'all know this is my mother, but like, I could definitely see the difference that this is a job that you love, like, because, you know, I don't see my mama. (laughs) (laughs) She done went in and came right back out a couple hours later, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I see that this job, 
has put a light in you, like even just speaking life into me as your daughter and things of that nature, like just just the fact that you're knowledgeable about, you know, the science of it. But at the same time, you have the fruit for me, too. So I just I I, I, I see such a beauty about this job. Like y'all just don't know. My mother is a helper. She loves helping people. She loves to speak to the heart of people. So this is a perfect job for her. Like if y'all have. Any, I'm going to give you the opportunity, mom, opportunity, mom, in just a second. Y'all, if y'all have any questions, any more questions or anything, if you need any consultations about mental health, like, please, like, feel free to reach out to my mother. She's very knowledgeable. That's not to say she know everything, y'all. Don't get that twisted. But uh, I'm just going to give her the opportunity to let y'all know how y'all can get in touch with her, where you can find her, you know, all of that good stuff. So sorry about that, y'all. I'm not even quite sure what happened, but we actually did lose my mother. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and give y'all her information for which you can just find her on Facebook. Her name is Sonya Beasley. That is Beasley with an E between the L and the Y. Um, so yeah, just look her up, uh, find her. You can DM her. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can DM her on Facebook and things of that nature. Um, and definitely use her as a resource to, you know, just find out some information or just, just if you have just simple questions, generic questions, just regarding health, mental health management, make sure you definitely reach out to her. <clears throat> she can definitely help you. And if she doesn't know the answer, like I said, you know, I am my mother's daughter so she will if you know I'm a researcher I know my mother she'll definitely find the answer that's one thing she will definitely do for you if she doesn't know something she'll she'll find the answer so do not be afraid to reach out if you have just any general questions she is a great resource for you know mental health management so yeah reach out to her via Facebook um, what have you so yeah I also asked her to do a little challenge to give you all a little challenge I wanted to start out this mini series with challenging my listeners to you know just what the top you know what the topic is that we're speaking on um, on this particular episode so this challenge is targeted toward you know just just complimenting your mental health development and things of that nature so we have three simple things that you can just do and practice throughout the month throughout the rest of this month as we continue on with this mini series and also just incorporate in your daily life and your daily life practices so the first thing is you know and these are things that are centered around um, you know, things that I could see myself doing to help alleviate me of stress and worry and, you know, all of these things because those, I feel like those are triggers to, you know, um, exposing those health issues and things of that nature. So the first thing I challenge you all to do is to unfollow negative social media accounts. Now, you don't have to go through and just delete everybody, but if you're scrolling and, and, and you just see like, mm, I, I don't think I want to see something like this anymore. This rubbed me the wrong way or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to unfollow them. I'm just going to unfollow them. You don't have to, do, especially on um, Facebook and things like that. You don't have to delete them necessarily, but just unfollow them, snooze them. They have, we ha they have options to snooze accounts and things of that nature. I myself do that pretty much daily. 
Um, I snooze people's stories. I snooze people. I snooze people's posts because I'm like, I don't want this toxicity on my timeline. I don't want to get on here when I do get on social media. I don't want this to be the first thing that I see to trigger things within me. So to alleviate myself of that, I'm just going to unfollow you. Simple as that. Now, altogether, if you are to the point to where I've had to do this as well, um, if you're to the point to where, you know, social media in general, anytime you think of social media, it gives you just, you get nervous, your heart starts beating, you get sweaty and, you know, you just like, you feel the pressure. Um, my suggestion would be is to delete like those accounts in general. Um, you don't have to necessarily delete the accounts, but you can delete the apps and just kind of give yourself a break from that because I think that is essential in our wellness um, is to take a break from social media because social media can be so many things to us. It can be temptation. It can be, um, you know, a stress relief. It, it can be a lot of things to us. So I think that escaping that reality for a bit and just really coming to terms with you, with your now place, um, I think that's I think that's great. That's a great thing to do. I I do this often. Sometimes I go missing on Facebook. Um, I, I'm just newly back on Instagram with my business page and things of that nature. But I used to go missing from Facebook a lot because I just I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna delete the app and I'm gonna delete the messenger. Like I, I that's just me. Like I used to feel bad about it, but now that I am coming into enlightenment, God is enlightening me, enlightening me more. Um, now I see like it's okay to you know, to, to shut all of these things out and just really just be with self because in that point, at that, at that time, I can really just kind of commune with him better. So I find it easier for me to just kind of, I'm not distracted by everything else when I do this. So I think it is essential that you kind of delete those apps sometimes and just take a week or two off. Like it's okay to be missing from social media, y'all. It is okay. Like it really is. Um, the second point or the second challenge, I, and you can do any of these three, but I really would challenge y'all to do all three at some point. Um, also, find a book that speaks to your happy. Um, when, when I say that, like, I've always been a reader, researcher, and things of that nature, so finding a great book, I'm actually going probably going to do like a little series on this book that um, I started reading now. I probably done took a couple, a few days off of it. Um, I started it, but I've started this book and it's talking in regards to like relationships and things in my life. So I've target, I've, I went and found a book that targets where I'm you know, struggling the most. And that is within relationships, that is building community with people and things like that. So I found a book that I feel it like is going to be so helpful to me, so fruitful. Um, I know I keep saying fruitful, but y'all, that's, that's just what it is. I love that word. I love what that word represents. So um, yeah, this book is going to be fruitful to me and I think I am definitely going to do a series. So I'm not even going to mention what the name of this book is. So because this y'all when I tell y'all it's good, it is good. Like it is so clarifying. Um, but yeah, find you a book that speaks to your happy that's going to help you develop that's that's targeting those areas like and honestly in doing this, this is going to give you the opportunity to just be truthful and honest with yourself. Like, hey, like I recognize that this is where I'm struggling. So I'm going to find some resources to help me in that area. 
Um, so yeah, and the last challenge, the last point is try five minutes of meditation. I know some of us are like, meditation, honey, we make, what is this? Honey, we save, we save, save. <laughs> no, but when I'm speaking in terms of meditation, I'm just speaking in terms of just a quiet place, no distractions, no people, no electronics, no TV, no nothing. Like you can go out into nature, like you can just, if you have a back porch or something, go out on your back porch or just find some quiet time to you with nothing, literally nothing, you, I, nothing in your hand, nothing, you literally, it's just you, and you go in, and you can take that time to do whatever it is that you need to do, you can pray, you can just talk to, I mean, it may sound weird, y'all, but I do this, and I mean, if I'm weird, then call me weird, but you can find some time just to yourself, just to talk to yourself, talk through some things, um, I don't know, whatever it is that helps you in that moment, take five minutes, of meditation quietness to you to God whatever you need to do and if you can do that daily then I think that starts to train your mind to want you know solitude to want just peace for a minute to to not want to just be on social media and have your phone in your hand all the time so I think that's going to progressively pull you into that you know to being okay with not you know, being on social media. So I, I target this to social media because this is where I struggle. And the theme of this mini series is called She Is Me. So these are things that, you know, I am going to incorporate in my daily and weekly life um, and practices. So yeah, I challenge you to do the same. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I don't think we have any shout outs today. Um, so yeah, if y'all have any questions regarding mental health awareness, mental health management, anything of that nature, please, please, please be sure um, you can reach out to me and I can get those answer, um, those questions over to my mom and get them answered for you. Um, y'all know my email from, hopefully from this point, y'all know how to get in touch with me. Um, my email is kmalloraycm at gmail.com definitely email me if you have any questions concerns or anything of that nature that is kmalloraycm at gmail.com i'm also found on instagram which is k.mallory underscore communications um and also you can find me um at k.mallory communications on facebook that is primarily where out where you can find me um if you need me and i'm also on linkedin as well so either way search me and you'll find me um yeah so let me see if i had anything else here um i know that i said i didn't have any shout outs but i do have like an announcement of course we are continuing with our with our she is me mini series uh, next week so next Friday y'all I'm so excited we are entering into the entrepreneur side of this series and the reason why I wanted to talk in regards to entrepreneurship is because I've always been business minded um, I've always wanted to do things for myself and work for myself and do you know this that and the third so I thought it was essential to just bring people on that have that experience and that I can learn from and that I have learned from and gained inspiration so 
Uh, this, I'm sorry, next week we are going to uh, start our entrepreneurship portion, part one, and we are going to have none other than my lovely co-host, Aubrey Savage, who is the owner of Savage, I'm sorry, the Savage Makeup Artistry. Y'all know I can't talk, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boo, I'm sorry, Aubrey, I, 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 I you know, I slandered that, but it's it's okay. So we have the owner of the Savage um, Makeup Artistry. Her company. She is a makeup artist. She also she's um I can't I can't remember the name, but she also does like waxing and she cares for skin. So she's a nurturer. Let's just go ahead and get that uh, established here. She's a nurturer. And also, y'all, I I've asked, so I'm hoping she gonna come through for you, girl. She is a minstrel in ministry, y'all. She lets God use her through her voice. She lets God speak through her, um, through her voice. So, y'all, I'm, I'm praying and I'm hoping that she's going to bless us with a song. Um, you know, just something. It's, it's, it's going to be acapella, of course, you know. But I'm praying that God, that she will allow God to just use her um, in her transparency as she comes on and blesses us with some nuggets next week. So I'm super excited to have her on. Um, but yeah, like if y'all have, like I said last week, if y'all have any questions, make sure you get to me. If y'all have any questions about entrepreneurship, makeup, you know, um, skincare and things of that nature, make sure you send those over and we can definitely answer your questions. Um, but yeah, I think that is it. I think that is all that I have for you guys on this episode. So yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. And until next time, y'all, listen, y'all make sure y'all tune in next week. Um, but yeah, until next time, I hope y'all have a beautiful weekend, very productive, and if not productive, very relaxing and um, helpful to you, very soothing to you. So yeah, with that being said, y'all have a great weekend and I'll see y'all next time. Well, not see y'all. Um, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next time. Yeah. <laughs>